Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, it is the Unpack podcast from AcmePackingCompany.com and SB Nation, your favorite fake internet sports radio show is back and better than ever. Follow us on Twitter at the Unpack Pod, also on Instagram at the Unpack Pod. For no reason, a I am Zach Rapport in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where uh, it is dark now at like two in the afternoon. So that's fun. Seasonal affective disorder. Get ready. Fire, fire, fire it up. Um, and I am joined. Firstly, uh, we're we're not in the same room. We're kind of quarantining. We got we got Alex. Um, no Rona, right? The verdict is no Rona, but not feeling well. Correct. No Rona, but other mysterious disease that uh, floored me until very recently. You got your vaccine, you got the uh, flu shot, so there's no other possibilities. It's got to be the plague, probably. That's my guess. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, across town, just a second ago off camera, pouring a nice glass of red. Hashtag wine boys. That's going to become a thing. It's uh, <laughs> Nick Bornheimer. How are you? Hey, gentlemen. Um, doing okay. A little under the weather myself, um, but nothing I can't fight through to be here talk about a uh, Packers victory yeah victory Tuesday just yeah. just to make it the uh, trifecta I will also admit that I am not feeling well so we're all we're all doing great we're gonna bring you guys wow. 80% of a show here um, no which no is... no no chance man this is the Jordan <laughs> flu pod <laughs> we're, we're, we're coming out <laughs> well, I was going to make a joke that the Packers have been giving us 80% of a football team uh, all season, but this game, the McCarthy Bowl, the Packers pull it out 31-28 to 28, um, on a chip shot field goal in overtime. The Packers beating the Dallas Cowboys. And um, I got to be honest, uh, fellas, we, I, we've, we've talked about um, our buddy on Twitter, The Glenn, and his advice to just kind of like, you know, not lower your expectations, but have no expectations and just be Zen about it and just watch some football. And so I went into this game with no expectations and I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, and with that, we'll get into some note nugs, notable nuggets, tweet at us after every game, hashtag note nugs with your bite-sized takeaways. Um, let's talk about I don't know, a game the Packers won for once, getting off the shine here. <laughs> yeah, weird. I mean, I'll I'll start us out. Um, and this is like a little, it's a it's a twofer. It's gonna sound negative. Um, um I don't have the breaking news sounder handy, but um I was prepared to come on here and I tweeted about this during the game, but I was prepared to come on and um talk about how frustrating it is that the Packers seem to move so slowly in terms of consequences 
four underperforming. And we, we had heard it, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Basaccia, um, special teams coordinator giving some press availability questions about Amari Rogers. Um, and he says, well, I'm not going to shit can the guy. And we all thought, well, why not? We've got a pretty good body of evidence that he's not succeeding at the thing that you're relying on him to do. Um, and that's as frustrating as that is, you know, that's been our reality for years, really following the Packers. There's something that we all can see is wrong. And there's this unwillingness to, um, to change things up or to have some, some consequences, but I guess I already did go on that rant. I was going to say, I don't have to go on that rant, but I did anyway. But anyway, Amari Rogers, um, it was announced, uh, was released today. Um, I take uh, no pleasure in someone losing their job, and I wish Amari well, but I am thankful as a fan to be moving on, uh, at least in the punt return uh, arena. I don't know uh, how you guys felt, but there was that fumble in the game, and it was just like we we had our over-unders before the season, and the face pa- special teams face palm over-under was set at five, and... Um, I think we're at four and maybe we can hold that line now for a couple more <laughs> weeks. <laughs> I, um, and then, and then the next punt, was it, was it, uh, Nixon that was back there and caught the ball like over his helmet. Yeah. Um, I'm like, what, <laughs> just give me, <laughs> just give me a, a moment of, um, uh, not wanting my heart to explode out of my, chest or yeah. allowing my heart to explode out of my chest when someone's back there but at least he made it look athletic um nixon did that uh, one wasn't a yeah, face palm for me it was like that thing where like you like pinch like the part of your nose where your glasses sit i was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like not mm-hmm. an official face palm yeah i know that and with even without pantomiming i could feel it um right on the bridge of the nose there hey listen uh i echo your sentiment zach i it was a long time coming. I think with Cobb um, being eligible to come off of the injured reserve this week, I think he is. And I think all reports say he should be ready to go. Um, it was just time. And yeah, I mean, you can't, we, we, it's, it's, we've been harping on it pod after pod after pod. We wish him no ill will. It's just, it wasn't working with this squad. So yeah. Uh, yep that's it end scene <laughs> I don't know, yeah not, not much not much more you can uh, drag the conversation on for I was like about to google and look at all the players drafted after him again but like uh, it's better to just end it here and never have yeah. to think about that again yeah um, you know I mean he was what he was that was third round pick 2021 I understand why you want to, you know, you don't want to cut ties before you have to, but it's circumstantial. And what, what can you do? It's yeah. better to get out and lose early. And I mean, the Ravens are probably going to pick him up and Lamar Jackson's going to throw a touchdown to him <laughs> next week or something. <laughs> um, but, but that's fine. What can you do? That's fine. All right. Well, we don't need to harp on it anymore. Amari Rogers, no longer a Packer. It is, um, part of our viewing experience that um, will hopefully be slightly less stressful going forward. Nick, uh, give me a note nug coming out of this game. I feel like I just, um, I mean, there were two 
there were two breakout games from two specific players. And at first it looked like it was going to be the Rudy Ford game until all of a sudden it wasn't. I'll leave the second one for our, uh, our other pod host. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to talk about Rudy Ford and just how I was watching the game in such a weird headspace because I was fully expecting the fourth quarter. Well, I mean, I was fully expecting to be down by 14 points in the, in the fourth quarter and watch the game get away from us. And the two interceptions by Rudy Ford, I'm just like, wait, hold on. This defense is still like, if you play people in the right position, um, which it felt like we've been clamoring for more Rudy Ford over the last couple of weeks. And one of them was kind of a gimme interception, but um, he looked just active in like, all over the all over the field, and the defense was kind of clicking. And um, I mean, a couple bad missed assignments, but overall, I was really, really happy to like. I don't want to even talk about this the rest of this season necessarily, but to have somebody back there who can fill a void, yeah, um, or maybe even be a starter next year, depending on what happens with Savage or what happens with Amos. Um, I don't know. It was it was pleasant to see a guy just be in the right place at the right time and yeah. actually just make the catch. Yeah. Just just do the thing that you were supposed to do. So kudos, yeah. Jonathan me- Ford, aka Rudy. And you mentioned um <clears throat> uh Savage uh also playing in a new spot. He looked improved. We were um we were having a chat on the uh the APC Slack and some of the guys were talking about how um basically because of the CBA and such limited reps and such limited practice that it's, it's, it's actually believable that plenty of coaching staffs and or scouting departments don't know what the best 53, like they don't necessarily know um, until you kind of see it happen in a game. And so sometimes that we have these like frustrating moments watching on the field where it's like, why can't you like, this guy's obviously better over in the, you know, there's, there's a million examples I can think of, but um, yeah, to see it, happen in the game and pay off and in such a, a big spot with a game that like I wasn't expecting them to win but um was really hoping that they would it was just nice it was just nice <laughs> it was just nice to see after a month of ugh. yeah <laughs> it was it was and it was in I was kind of in disbelief um watching everything unfold even in overtime it was like I was watching in this haze sort of um just expecting the other shoe to fall. And um, I mean, we just watched that uh, implosion at the end of the Detroit game. So I'm like, they're, I mean, the Cowboys are a significantly better team. But Mac- I don't, I don't, I won't even say McCarthy McCarthy. Um, it was just a bold move, especially for him to go for it um, with a it's, kicker who has a decent leg. Yeah. In it overtime. felt to me like McCarthy McCarthy. It was like a little slice of something I remember. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was it was who can make the more boneheaded late game decision. Um and we're not even talking about the um the Aaron Rodgers commentary on the LaFleur play calling toward the end of the there's a there are actually a bunch of storylines that we could yeah. in theory hit on, but we're gonna talk about something positive, which will lead us into AP's note nug. Well, at least I think where he's going. Yeah. Well, um my note nug also kind of has a little bit to do with McCarthy as well. 
well, I guess less him, but more his staff, which ultimately he's responsible for. But uh, the note, uh, I, uh, we'll talk about Christian Watson. I mean, obviously, this is a ridiculous breakout game for him, and he seems like an immense talent as long as he can, um, as long as he can stay healthy. And I think a large part of his success in this game was just the fact that the Cowboys were basically daring Aaron Rodgers to beat them. Yep. Yep. And um, I saw that they played something like with eight men in the box, something like 60% of the game. I think I saw that in Tom Silverstein's piece about um, Watson's breakout game. I know they played cover one, a huge portion of the game, which is also kind of funny because um, we say that and oh, they're daring them to beat them through the air, but the Packers actually ravaged them on the ground as well. So yeah. the Packers yeah. did well in kind of every facet of this game. So I'm not discrediting Watson. He dominated. Um, and what's great about that is the Packers are good enough at running where they can force other teams to have to play them that way. So I can't even necessarily say that the Cowboys coaching staff made a mistake by doing this because it was kind of a lose-lose situation, which is a really weird spot to be in for a team that's three and six going into that game and look absolutely terrible. Yeah. But it was kind of like whatever poison the Cowboys wanted to pick, they were going to get burned either way. But yeah. um, to focus on Watson a little bit, like, I mean, could, we, we've seen flashes from Dobbs this year, and he can be a very, very good receiver. But Watson, like the ceiling for Watson is so clearly higher. His skill set is crazy. The skill yeah. set is insane. Like, and, um, you know, Zach said this at the beginning of the season. Every time I feel like I kind of get down on their weapons, like, I don't know, man. It's, it's hard not to look at this game. It's a big game. It was like America's game of the week. Huge spot, emotional game, like kind of a roller coaster affair, and and not think that like there's going to be a lot of other big games where Watson has crazy performances that make us go wow, like that's the talent yeah. that they saw when they took the took a chance on this kid. So kudos to him, kudos to the Packers for taking advantage of what the Cowboys were presenting them and giving Watson that that opportunity, even though it may have been due to the fact that there weren't any other options. But if yeah. he's healthy, like going forward. The man's our man's getting targets. He's getting starts. Yep. Like, let's go. You know, it's time. Um, to your so point was, about the Cowboys really daring the Packers to pass. I mean, that's a trend that we've seen all season long. Just like teams hanging back there saying, make some completions. I bet you can't. Um, <clears throat> Trayvon Diggs was being interviewed post game. And I, I heard this anecdote from um, someone at the JS online. Um, basically being asked like, you know, what did you know about like, like Watson yeah. coming into this game? And he basically was like, I didn't know any of these guys like that to me surprised me zero, zero percent. <laughs> like yeah. if you, if you, and if you asked, um, you know, corners in the, the last month, I'm sure you would have gotten similar answers just like, and they played like it, you know, they yeah. played the Packers yeah. like they didn't know who was running out there, running, running routes at receiver. Which uh, mm. can you blame them? I don't know. I no, mean, you can't. Yeah, that's. The th I saw <laughs> a clickbaity headline that probably led. If I clicked it, it probably would have led to the same piece. But I saw one that was like, you know, McCarthy was unaware of pack. Like, it, it tried to like pin this on Mike McCarthy, but like, not like legitimately not knowing who Christian Watson was. I don't think that was necessarily the case. Yeah, but um, there's just not a lot of film out there. On, yeah. 
on this crop of receivers that the Packers are yeah. trotting out there. Quickly there on, more. on McCarthy, um, Alex, because I know off and on you've been talking about and looking forward to slash dreading this game um, for like two years <laughs> now. Yeah. Um, there was the uh, the moment going around on social media that I shared with you guys of him showing up in the very Lombardi-esque trench coat and um, he was just like jacked up. He got up at four in the morning and maybe that was anxiety. I don't know. But I, at the end of the day, I kind of feel, and this is like quintessential of like my memories of McCarthy coaching the Packers. I kind of feel like he really expected to win this game. And he thought this Packers team actually kind of sucks. I got a good Cowboys team. We're going to roll. I think he was like feeling the vibes and he was v- very disappointed with the result of you watch his press conference. You, you don't show up as the ghost of Vince Lombardi <laughs> walk, walking across the frozen tundra if you don't have an undue level of confidence, which I loved and I saw it. And I, but I didn't really have a lot of emotion or feelings prior to that. And I did see that. I'm like, ooh, the arrogance. A, I do love it. But B, I just want to rub your nose in it. And to think that you were like the reason for. Um, lore and success at at, uh, at Lambo over all of this time. Like, yeah, he played he played a little bit into it, but um, I I felt the fandom kick back up when I saw that. I'm like, all right, let's go get it. Like, why not? Why not us? That's funny. I kind of went the other way, and I I felt like I went the other way when I saw him just like kind of have to take a non burp pause, but actually like a tear pause <laughs> in his press conference during the week. I know we didn't get to do a show last week because. Schedules were crazy, but before the game, when he was asked about uh, going back there, it, when he got emotional, that that I I'm not saying I wanted the Cowboys to win, I'm but like I just immediately felt like closer to him and yeah. was reminded what how how nice it was at times to have like a very human head coach. Yeah, not that Lafleur isn't, although he kind of is a little robotic in the way he speaks to the media and kind of is like, man, like you could take it or leave it. You know, he doesn't really say much that does anything but mccarthy like i don't know man it meant so much to him yeah it was uh yeah. and it meant a lot to rogers too it, which of course he gets of course rogers ends up getting the better of of mccarthy because like why wouldn't it be that way you know yeah. that's i mean it's so perfect for the narrative even though even though these days we we have more of like a, a lens into the rogers psyche but back then i don't know i feel like we would always talk to each other about like the offense should be facilitated through Rogers. McCarthy's holding him back. Um, at least some version of that. Yeah. Before we, before we di- didn't let the Aaron Rodgers arrogance. Um, oh, I guess we had a blockade up for it. Sports are just like, sometimes they're just too good to be true. And like the fact that this game was also won by McCarthy kind of sitting on a lead. Um, where you can just feel like that tie, like McCarthy, you know, we had to sit through that. We're yep. usually on the wrong side of that. But mm-hmm. instead it was a green and yellow, like tide surge that was coming that you knew is just going to eventually wash over McCarthy and just end him. And uh, yeah, it's like, uh, of co- there was no other way for this game to really go. And it goes to overtime. Yep. Um, which is like a nod. I feel like to all the overtime games that, that McCarthy lost in the postseason, like during his career, it's like, it hit every it hit every base, I feel like. Yep. Yeah. Totally agree. All right. Well, I'm gonna officially declare, I think, that that we can put that one to bed. We'll still feel the vibes, but 
we're gonna take a break and when we come back we're gonna we're gonna read some poetry some news and haikus All right, we are back, and I'm just going to usher us right into the spa. I got a heart out, guys, so we're <laughs> peek behind the curtain. Let's do it, baby. All white, nice and bright. A blizzard may obscure them. Time for color rush. Yeah, baby. Thursday night football, <laughs> TNF. Let's go. Let's it was. Go. I just saw the news drop. I was like, what am I going to write a haiku about? And then I, I was scrolling through Twitter and saw the news drop. They're wearing their white color rush jerseys, baby. Let's go. Oh, man. I think I was talking crap on color rush a couple of weeks ago as like the thing nobody asked for. And then when they launched it, everyone was actively in real time being like, we don't want this. And then they kind of pulled the plug on it. But I kind of like these white jerseys. I don't know. The Packers, yeah, we're... they've had bad alternates over the years. So they've got a couple fun ones now. I like it. It's not, it'll, it, it'll be nice to show more grass stains after Derrick Henry um, drags the oh, Packers God. defense all over the, oh, all over the turf. <laughs> the all-whites are my favorite um, jersey the Packers have. So um, I, I am all for the color rush not going away if it means that we get to wear these every every so often. Um, you know, I like the traditional look, but the 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 color rush is definitely the trendier side of basically any Packers um, merch that we've ever seen. So I like the um, um, so I like that the all green vintage jersey just kind of looks like a green color rush because. The Packers, as you as you said, Alex, have a very like traditional look, and then they would always do these throwbacks that was even more traditional. And it's like, why can't we go the other direction? I don't need to see what the team looked like in the '30s, unless it's really out there with like the bumblebee stripes or like some of the stuff you see around the league. It's just like had been so ugly for so long, and so I'm just I'm I'm happy this past couple of years we get some some fun jerseys to <laughs> to look at for um, fun weird jerseys for a fun weird night of football because Thursday night games are always weird. We don't have to spend oh, a ton, ton of time on that, but get ready well, for nothing making yeah, sense. Hopefully the Packers got uh, most of their injuries out of the way at this point. So I should find some wood to knock on. Yeah, I need like a um, storm Thursday night football drop. So, yeah, always rife with those. There's yeah. always one. There's always one that is like it's very specifically a Thursday night injury, you know, yeah. where like you could tell like if that guy had 48 more hours, that would not have happened. But yeah. um, there, there's, there's bound to be at least one player safety guys. Uh, player safety. <laughs> All right. Who's reading poetry. I've uh, got one queued up here. Let me relax a little bit. And self-reflect. Yep. Just like Rogers always does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another iTunes review coming in. <laughs> uh, why am I this way? I needn't fall for this trap. Do not breathe life in. <laughs> Here's what I need to really, really come to grips with yes the packers are still now 
in a position where they doubled or tripled their playoff chances. It's, it might be at like even 20% at this point. Um, and it's very easy, um, as the fan in me has seen late season runs happen to build up some more excitement and invest more of my emotion into these upcoming games. And if they beat the Titans, which in theory they should, um, Titans aren't a very good team this year. What happens really if the Packers are to make the playoffs, right? They could maybe squeak in. There's a, there's seven teams in each, in each conference, but this team is not anywhere good enough, even with a drunk NFC and AFC, mostly in the NFC, but the whole, the whole league is drunk this year. What are they going to really do if they get in? So remember, temper expectations. Don't let a very exciting win cloud your judgment. That's all I'm saying. I'm excited about next year. I'm excited about Christian Watson. I think the team can make some significant strides if they shore a couple things up, but this isn't the season. That's all. That's all. That's how I'm entering Thursday night. I think I, I also had a haiku a couple of weeks ago. It said something like the, the cruelest poison like works really slowly and keeps hope ever so slightly alive for a much longer time. And that's a little bit like what this game, I think, uh, against the Cowboys uh, is doing. But I'm here for it. I'm riding it. I'm, I'm very much just team. You know, we've, I've got a whole, we've got a whole cohort at APC full of the draft Knicks and the people who are on to next year and the tank for whoever is the popular person to tank for this year. And I just want, um, to turn on my TV on Sunday and watch some entertaining football right now. Like this, and honestly, my guy, I respect that. I think that is a, I think that's a more healthy way to go about things. So I'm taking a different, um, what I see as a healthy approach as well to not, uh, work myself up into a panic attack each day, yeah. um, crunching the numbers, seeing what they have to do to edge out the commanders right. for that seventh <laughs> spot. Yeah. You <laughs> cannot hope to uh, stop Heineke. You can only hope to contain him. That kneel down, um, man. Oof, did you guys watch that? <laughs> yeah, I sure did. I did, come, I did come away from that game just liking Heineke, though, for some reason. There's just... He, he was There's getting to like about him. He was getting roasted because he celebrated after he drew the penalty on the the late hit with the kneel down. I loved it. I've been me too on these airwaves many it. times saying I like the WWE stuff. I like the ridiculousness. It's a child's ball game. I don't know. Get excited. Your team is not that good. You just are getting ready to knock off like the top team in the NFC um, off of a, like a weird, funny penalty. Whatever. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Alex, are you, you look so pensive. Are you writing poetry right now? <laughs> uh, I was, I was actually preparing for a degenerate corner because <laughs> we had the advantage of a Thursday night game. So a lot of the uh, props that would not have been established uh, otherwise are awesome. Actually already out, but I do have my poem ready to go as well. I wrote one about McCarthy cause I had to, but uh, we already hit on that. So I've got another one <laughs> ready to go. Two kickers? Are the Packers trendsetters or just too loyal? <laughs> um, shout out Ramiz Ahmed. Uh, three touchbacks, I think, and then also one like uh, that was well covered, uh, pinned them inside, I think, their own 10 or 11-yard line. Um, 
It's funny that it took like till now for the Packers to start making changes on special teams. Now, Crosby's been a good kicker. Um, so I can't necessarily say that they have to get rid of him because he's converting on field goals, which is good. But it's also kind of crazy that in a league that, um, you know, pretty frequently or, you know, across the board has kickers who kick into the end zone for touchbacks. Yeah. The Packers just don't have that. And in yeah. this game, they, you know, because of the roster, just happened to be able to put an on their active roster a guy who can do that. Um, an which I don't know. Maybe these solid. little things, yeah, maybe these little things make differences, you know, in games like this. Maybe when you're, you know, trying to going into overtime or you have a a tight game where, you know, the other team starting on the I don't know, 40 yard line makes a big difference between starting on their own 25. Right. So, um, we're seeing these little differences. I'm not expecting to see that frequently. Cause I don't know that you could always roster him. Um, and I'm not necessarily calling for that, but it was pretty nice having a guy who could just boot the ball and not leave anything to chance. Um, I almost, uh, in our guy draft, I almost drafted <laughs> the backup kicker as my final pick. Um, <laughs> and I think I said, um, basically like, you know, Mason Crosby's old. He's going to have a sore back or something eventually. That's why they're keeping this guy around. <laughs> and that's literally what happened. Well, and I, and I don't want to overblow this. The guy's kicking yeah. this weather forever, but the ball yeah. gets heavier when the temperature drops. And like, I don't know if the Packers are in that theoretical playoff hunt <laughs> late in the season. These little things can go a long way, just like Nixon coming in to field punts later in the game. Yep. Um, you know, it, it feels like they're just being a little more cutthroat. Um, whether that be, you know, removing kickoff duties from Crosby's plate or literally cutting Amari Rogers. Um, and I don't hate it. So um, I don't hate it either. They should be more cutthroat. It's just, it, I wish it would have happened three weeks ago when there was still a legitimate chance this season. Yeah. I mean, there is still, still a is, legitimate chance. It still is. It is crazy. Their playoff <sighs> odds to increased uh, to, I think, 20%, like you said, which was a massive jump. <laughs> uh, don't and even say the six numbers. All, don't four say and six numbers. with a home game. Four when and six with a home game on a short it. week. <laughs> you know, going into you that guys, one. You guys, you guys, you guys. <laughs> talking about how ass- this team is, but it, what we what it's been missing is big playmaking potential. Christian Watson just zoop absolutely. Right there. You're like absolutely. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Now, I mean, you know, the next team they play which at this point happens to be the Titans has to respect the receivers a little bit more, and we'll see how that plays out with the uh, you know the the chain reaction that has for the rest of the offense. The running game's already looking great, so it will be uh, interesting. To see, but Alex, you mentioned um, the odds. Let's take a quick pit stop at Degenerate Corner before we uh, pull the plug on a short podcast. Apologies for those of you looking to dive in for 60 minutes today, but um, Degenerate Corner, it's uh, a Thursday night game, so we have some some numbers out there. Anything you are liking, anything that's weird or funny? <laughs> Alex looks very intrigued. Um, I am going to keep the good vibes going and, um, I am gonna, my degenerate corner pick is actually going to be, um, Aaron Rodgers over one and a half passing touchdowns. Ooh. Nick is wincing. He's like, you're an idiot. 
I was going to go Aaron Jones, but I do see that the Titans are the, have the second best like run def- run defense against or whatever. So I I think the Aaron Jones rushing total is pretty low, but I'll leave that in case anyone else wants to hit it. But I say Aaron Rodgers throws another two touchdowns at minimum of two. He threw three last week. Um, and we these young guys, their confidence builds, and so does ours, and we set ourselves up for the heartbreak that we deserve. <laughs> so so yes, I was wincing. You're not wrong. Um, but the reason I'm wincing is less about thinking that you're an idiot and more about thinking that <laughs> the both of us are idiots together because as you were talking before you gave your degenerate pick, I placed a bet on over one and a half Aaron Rodgers <laughs> touchdowns because when you go into the little app and go into the game, it's one of the first things that paint, the UX just puts it right there and dangles it in front of you. And I'm just thinking, uh, we fell for it. Yeah, We probably just fell for it because it's like the first thing I saw. I'm like, well, he just threw three. We just got done talking about how he threw three to the same guy. There's no way he's not going to throw two. <laughs> like Lazard's going to get one probably. And I was just me coming yep. to the realization that uh, I got I got duped. That rationale is exactly what I went through in my head as well. <laughs> I was like, well, Lazard yeah. didn't have one last week. He's got to have one this week. Yeah. Like he's some type of touchdown machine. Like he's not really, but he's, you know, um, <laughs> Yeah. As someone uh, who works uh, in the in the digital product space, Nick, I, I really do think that there's uh, was it DraftKings. There's yeah. like there's meetings with like UX people and the gambling numbers people, and then like a human psychologist, and they're like really trying to figure out what is like what is that perfect top level bet every time. It <laughs> just sucks people yep. in. Yep. Yeah, and I feel like as long as I'm self-aware, I'm not fully being taken advantage of, even though <laughs> I absolutely am. So that's not all right. Well, listen, the Aaron Jones rushing line, by the way, was 56 and a half. I was going to take that. Would you take that? I mean, he, the guy I consistently I, tears people up. Like, And the Titans have a good run defense, but like short week two, I don't know if there's anything to this, but like it hurts to defend the run. You know, yeah, um, that's a good point. And right. and the Packers are at home. Um, I don't know. I would. Li- I like that too. I'm too afraid to um, to look at AJ Dillon, even though it'll be cold in Green Bay. But they just he his usage rate just hasn't been necessarily what we expected it to be. Um, I yeah, I would take it. I think I would. We're rooting for fun. We're. We're not we're not taking under props on this podcast. Are you kidding no, me? Not after that win. Not after we turn yeah, the season around. We're riding high. I mean, we just won the McCarthy Bowl, so riding high, baby. Four and six. All all it takes is six consecutive wins. Well, now we got an extra game this year. Yeah, you can even drop one. Then you're right there, and you're uh, you're going to San Francisco to probably get blown out. But hey, we're not going to talk about that yet. Let's ride the high. Let's. And you know what? I'm okay breathing some life in. I want to go back on my haiku because it really does bring me so much joy. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> what are we watching it for? There is There's a chance. So there we... is a chance that the thumb injury and all the other injuries and maybe some questionable decision making that's been sorted out. We're playing into this and that we're on the other side of it. There's a chance that there's also a yes. way greater chance that they're just bad. But yes. it's not. But that just crazy like imagine, 
if they just would have won that Detroit game, it's a totally and that was just there for the taking. I looked at, I left that afterwards, thinking like, oh no, it's just a team that's imploded. But sometimes you gotta hit rock bottom before you can climb back up. And Rogers called it rock bottom. I agree because it doesn't really get any worse than that. So yeah, well we are we are laying waste to the performative misery. We are happy days ahead. We are riding the high of. I don't know. Just trying to enjoy some football. And with that, I'm going to I'm going to hit the polka. We got Thursday night football. We got white jerseys. We got a plea from all of us here to please don't have any injuries. Let's get a win and get out. We got Nick, we got Alex, both gaming through mysterious illnesses. Flu pod showed up on the injury report this week yeah <laughs> unbeknownst to both of us but that's okay all right guys for them i'm me have a great week <laughs> let's go let's go back up <laughs> gpg professional broadcaster